T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. And I really I wanted that ESB lit up in green to celebrate the fact that <laughs> you blew a 10-point lead at halftime. So they happened twice in the history of uh, the Super Bowl, and you have it, and Atlanta's got it. You do have to give Jalen a lot of credit. Jalen he played, Hurts played his, his rear end off. This ain't about Jalen Hurts, even though the fumble hurt him, obviously. Yep. Jalen Hurts had a fantastic the, game. One blemish, and it was a big one. And, and it wasn't forced by anybody. You know, it wasn't a strip sack. Nah, it, it was, yeah. was Jalen just losing control of the football, and then the worst possible outcome is not only losing it, but Nick Bolton being able to scoop it up and score. But to Jalen Hurts' credit, and this should not be forgotten after that play, he gets the ball right back, and they march down the field. They convert it on a couple of fourth downs, one yeah. because of a chief penalty. They score a touchdown. Defense gets off the field. They kick a field goal. So they responded to that fumble and that scoop and score with a mini 10-0 run, as they say in the end. The other crazy thing about this game is that other than the touchdown Kansas City scored as a result of the Kadarius Tony punt return, every touchdown drive was over 60 yards long. Well, yeah, because you know why? Because the Eagles rarely punted, and every kickoff ended in a touchback. <laughs> right. Every one of them, except for the last one of the game, right. when it was a script kick. Right. Yep. <laughs> so they started at the 25 every time. Yeah, I think there were four 75-yard touchdown drives <laughs> in this game. All right, let's get to it. Jeffrey's in New Jersey on the fan. Jeff, how are you? I'm doing great, guys. How are you doing? Sir? Oh, fantastic, sir. Go ahead. Uh-huh. Hey, Evan, I just wanted to comment on your, your theory about the, uh, the turf playing a role on the, uh, the Eagles defense not getting any sacks. That doesn't, doesn't really hold much water why? when you think about – I'll tell you why. When you think about uh, the Eagles' offensive line getting all the traction in the world on all those fourth downs to plow right through the Chiefs' defensive line. Yeah, but the Chiefs and, didn't yeah. get a pass rush either, by the way. I mean, there were two credited sacks on Jalen Hurts, and both of them were like Jalen tackled a yard behind the line of scrimmage. There wasn't a pass rush from either team. In this game, so correct, uh, correct, but I don't believe that has anything to do with the turf because the the, the offensive line had no problem getting. Yeah, but Jeff, 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 let's go back to the Cincinnati Buffalo game from three weeks ago, in which the Buffalo Bills got zero pass rush on a makeshift Bengals offensive line, and they obviously played in very snowy, slippery conditions. Well, visibly, it looks completely different. Every player after the game, including chief players, said, boy, that was some of the slippiest, slippery turf I've ever played on, to the point where players are constantly changing their cleats. Something was going on with that $800 million field yesterday. (laughs) 
Like, we have yeah. to admit that. And I'm not saying it definitely impacted three or four sacks. I'm just saying we have to admit that it had some impact on the game to the point where half the guys are changing their cleats. Yeah, I'm not sure how much of that is mind over matter. And obviously, we saw guys slipping all over the place. It was a slippery field. We yeah, 100%. Okay. And I thought, I thought on that one Josh Elliott kickoff, he damn near broke his ankle. Yeah, Jake Elliott took a, a tumble on his ass. Yeah, now, it wasn't even just on the painted areas either. Because I thought Greg Olson did do a good job making that point where, oh, he was on the painted areas, and then it happened beyond that. And then I'm thinking when uh, Butker lines up for the game-winning field goal, you know, they made a point that they're holding the ball in the paint. Right. Could you imagine yeah. if he slips and falls on that? Yeah, it becomes the biggest goat in Kansas City history, the bad kind of goat, if he misses that Now, you are talking about blaming somebody. People in Kansas City would be all over the NFL for having uh, how long? How many years ago did they know that they were going to have this game? Years ago, and they spent a fortune kind of manicuring it and creating it. What was so weird is before the game, I read an article mm-hmm. about the sod father. Yes. I feel bad for yeah. this guy. The sod father has been a part of every field in the Super Bowl for like the last 40 years. Is his name so- like, uh, it's like Teague or something like something, that. Something, but his yeah. nickname is the sod father. Yeah. Then we're watching the football game and the, the field's an issue. Now, what they do in that field, I'm sure you guys have seen video of this by now, because I even remember it uh, back when the Giants and Patriots played. And that is that entire field is on wheels. And it gets rolled out of the stadium and they actually keep that turf in another location right. where they groom it, they talk to it, they smoke it, they manicure it, he, he, and then they bring it back in for the game. Look, here's the, the reality on this. And you don't have to think that the sacks were down because of the field, but the Philadelphia Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs were number one and number two in sacks this season. And there was very little pass rush in this game. Yes. Was that because of the conditions? I, it could. I don't think so, but I can't say definitively then, it wasn't. Then let me ask you this and explain this to me because maybe I'm missing something. Then why were you so gung-ho yeah. to say that's the reason the Bengal offensive line held up against the Bills pass rush three weeks ago because of slippery field conditions? I don't believe I said no, that. No, you did say I that. I don't remember ever you saying that. You had a caller brought it up. I didn't say and gung- you, I wasn't gung-ho. You certainly were. I wasn't gung-ho. But I, I was. The last time I was gung-ho in my life is like seven years ago. <laughs> I've been gung-ho about anything. Yeah. I'm not a gung-ho guy. You were gung-hoing a little bit. I don't even know what gung-ho means. I think there was a little hoeing going on that day. Gung-hoing? And you guys, you and a caller, and I thought it was a fair point, by the way. I'm not even ripping you guys. Said, Evan, maybe we shouldn't give the Bengals offensive line that much credit. Yeah. Field conditions are very slippery. And I listened to callers. I listened to you. Maybe I'm wrong about things. So it went through my mind. So I'm yeah. watching this so game last night. It. I got you. And as I'm watching last night, I'm watching guys slip on their ass. I'm thinking to myself... I wonder if this is affecting the Eagles yeah. and the Chiefs, by the way. Sure. Both teams. Well, if it affects one, it has to affect so, the other. Well, it did because, again, right. Kansas City had two sacks in this game. Craig, they're both Fugazi sacks. They were not like sack sacks. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So, what? Why is that uh, so crazy? I think uh, you did all week last week. And, again, uh, today, you are minimizing the greatness is what you're doing. No, I'm not. You are minimizing the amazing performance by uh, the Kansas City Chief offensive line in protecting Patrick Mahomes, the game plan, his ability late to scramble up the field for 26 yards. That was the play. You are minimizing it. That was the play. No, no, I don't want to minimize anything. That 27-yard run by Mahomes, that to me is the image of the game. Yeah, but I think that drive to me at four plays, any one of them could be the play of the game. First, you have Pacheco on third and one coming around the left side. Yep. And if you remember, 
Gardner Johnson comes up and makes one of the great open field tackles oh, in the Super Bowl. Knocks, now, knocks him out for a play. Now, if just play this out for a second. If Gardner Johnson doesn't make that tackle, mm-hmm. it's a touchdown. He's the last guy there. There's nobody within 10 yards of him, right? That would have been the best thing for the Eagles. Yeah, but you don't know that at the time. I know. But him making it what he thinks might be a game-saving tackle, and it was a beautiful tackle, may have cost them the game. Yeah, that, those are one of those things you never know. But I really thought when Mahomes, who's not 100%, he takes the injury late first half, and is us all worrying, uh-oh, right. is he going to be able to come back? And he blitzkriegs for 27 yards to set them up at the 17. Not just that. That's the, to me, that is the image of the game and yeah. the legend that is Patty Mahomes. So, look, you've got the Pacheco run, you've got the Mahomes run, and then you've got the holding penalty. All in the same drive. Any one of those plays doesn't happen. Whole different ball game. Does that hurt Philadelphia? <laughs> Does that make it? Uh, you know, I made a point. I wanted to uh, go to the Odyssey app today and listen to, to uh, callers in Philadelphia calling, you know, the Philly version of WFAN. Uh, that must have been, even today, that must be something special. So is it tears or is it anger? Like, are they oh, blaming? They're, they're yelling about the refs. Jonathan Gannon, the defensive coordinator. I think they yell at the refs first for the holding call. Then when they get over that, they're going to yell probably at uh, Bradbury. Then they're going after Gannon. The problem is, like, they gave up 38 points. Well, yeah, really, I, in fair, 31. And I guess you could argue even less than that because, remember, Tony set up that touchdown. Yeah, but yeah, that were, counts. So I know, no, I'm with you on that. It counts, but yeah. if we're being fair about what the Eagles 24? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I can handle that. And they hate Jonathan Gannon. And they gave up 24 points in the second half, which is the killer. Isn't it awesome? Is oh, it's, it's, no, it's tremendous. Watching Philadelphia blow a 10-point lead and now blaming people and yelling at people and uh, trying to find out who this scapegoat is. <laughs> With a bull <laughs> call. <laughs> <laughs> Does he flip-flop on that with a night of sleep and say, all right, you know what, guys, it really wasn't a BS call. I, I mean, he won't get fired, and I, nor should he. But if you if you don't have a 30-year career behind your belt and you go on TV, on NBC, in Philadelphia, now it's a, it's a regional mm-hmm. network for them, right? It's not just internationally. Right. And you not once but twice drop uh, the BS word. Okay. Can, fired. But with wait, a bull- if, if the Yankees lose a brutal playoff game on a horrible call, yes. and John Sterling or Susan Waldman, your choice, Craig, comes on WF8 in the postgame and says, and you can do the Susan, I'll take care of the John. You know, Susan, that was a horse bleep call. Oh. Oh, oh my good, goodness gracious. We would love it. We would love we it. We would celebrate The it. Yankees wouldn't love it. The radio station would probably go, ah, oh, we can live with it. We're really? fine. Uh, the real question is this. The, when that happens, a uh, guy that's sitting like where Big Mac's sitting right now, do you have the stones not to push the button and let it go? You got to let it go. Because from a historical sense, yep. that becomes a Mount Rushmore call. I agree with you. But would you push the button, yes or no? I think you would. I don't think you'd have think a real sense been, of history. I think we've been trained to hear it and push the button, yeah. So how about thinking I, for yourself? I think just I would hear it and immediately if I could dump it. Which now, I'm, during the this, game, you can't because it's live. There's no delay. I, I yeah, give yeah, you yeah. guys permission. Let's say the Mets are in oh, game seven permission? of the world. Well, hear me out. 
Game seven of the World Series. Oh, like and the good. Mets <laughs> lose on some kind of brutal call, brutal play. Yeah. And I come on the air and I drop just one. If it happens a second time, you got to take care of it. I drop one big curse. That is gotta let absolute bull. Got to let it go. I, I, think, I think you got to let it go. If also. it happens a second time, now, dump it. Yes, I in agree. In theory, you're the gatekeeper, so they're going to go to you first. But you could also say, I was under strict orders from the host not to dump that. Please go talk to the host. And because it's afternoon, Evan, <laughs> they're going to say, Evan, you've had a 30-year career here. You're entitled to that. We're not going to do anything about it. That's yeah, exactly then, what right. happened. And then they'll casually walk back in here. And scream at me and say, I don't care what that son of a gun says. Uh, so you get you screamed that. out. What do you care? Like, if they're going to fire you, you fire You have it. to save it, though, for a special occasion. That's yeah, why I say the game. No, it's got to be a uh, championship. Yeah, Super Bowl, Game 7 of the World Series. it's got to be, series. in your mind, something that you could at least defend being an egregious call against you. Yeah. Like uh, like a guy safe at third by five feet, right. and the umpire just goes, you're out. Right. And uh, they won't even review it. A so strike three call with a pitch five feet off. You yeah. know, Angel Hernandez <laughs> makes that call. Something like that. Because I think Philadelphians are probably applauding that. But meanwhile, when you get a day or two days or a week to think about it, they didn't lose because of just that. No. Like, there's a lot of things that led to this. You mentioned it. They blew a double-digit lead. Yeah, but at least that's causal, right? Penalty called. Three plays later, field goal, game over. Yeah. So you can at least look to one play that had an immediate and, and, direct impact. And in all seriousness, let's say they don't make that call, all right? And Butker kicks the field goal, and now the Eagles have the ball, a buck 45 to go, one timeout, three-point game. What do you think happens? Say, I'm sorry, say that one more time. If the call's never made, Butker kicks the field right. goal, Eagles get it 38-35, a buck 40 to go. In this alternate universe, what do you think happens? My gut, the Eagles score. A field goal or a touchdown? Big difference. Don't know. See, I think we get a field goal and we get overtime, and we just miss out on maybe an all-time. Or I think you get one of these uh, now uh, patented, Jalen Hurts throws the ball up for grabs 40 yards down the field, and A.J. Brown just makes a play. Maybe. Because the touchdown to A.J. Brown, I listen, it was a nice pass, is the most brain-dead play I've seen the safety make oh. in a while in a oh, Super yeah. Bowl. Yeah, no doubt. Like, worst case, that ball should be intercepted. Yeah. Best it, case, you take it for a touchdown. There have been 57 Super Bowls. You've been alive for about all of them. I remember maybe the last 30, to say the least. This was a great game. I'm not saying it isn't. It's not a Mount Rushmore game. If that call isn't made and Hurts either scores a touchdown or kicks a field goal and we go to overtime, it is a Mount Rushmore game. And that's sure. the difference. It was a great game last night, no doubt. But it's not a Mount Rushmore game. It's not. It was just I mean, a real good Super Bowl. Also, dude, 38-35, that's a great game. No, I said it was a great yeah, game. Yeah, great game. It's not a Mount Rushmore now, game. Now, if, if, if they don't you know make that. the call on Bradbury, what if they don't make the call on Bradbury? Uh, so it's third and eight, so they got to kick there, right? Would you agree it's not a Mount Rushmore game? I can name four yes. games in the last 20 years that but are it's, top of it's it. top ten. Oh, it's a, it's a, it was a very good game. Yeah. That's the difference. It went from a... Gr- all time, this could be the best Super Bowl ever game to just close. a really good game. Yeah, I can't listen. That's not in the top five. I mean, obviously, uh, there's. I'm thinking of three right off the top. Maybe I've been thinking about it. Off the top of my head, Giants, Patriots, Tennessee one. Rams, Tennessee Rams, Seattle, New England. Yeah, I put that one up right there. there. Those three, all, and probably Pittsburgh, Arizona. You could go back uh, to Pittsburgh, Arizona with the San Antonio Holmes catch. If you're old enough to want to go back into the 70s, you've got uh, one of the Pittsburgh Dallas Super Bowls for sure. Uh, yeah, this Giants Bills, Giants Bills, right? Ninety one, right? But, that, but that's my yeah. point. Like again, it's a great game. Not a top we, four. Not Mount Rushmore. It probably is in the bottom half of the top ten. 
all time. And you, yeah, probably close. But if that probably call close. isn't made, we and this thing goes to freaking overtime. Or I, I'll do, now we're ask, talking about maybe on. number one. Let me ask you this: Yeah, they kick the field goal. Eagles go down and score a touchdown to win the game. It's up there. That's it's certainly up there. Got to see how they do it. Yes. Did they do it on a fourth down? What happened? Right. Like, what led to it? Let me ask you this. Knowing how they went for it on every fourth down. Yeah. There's just a gut feel. No right or wrong. Uh, they kick the field goal. Uh, they're up three. Eagles come down the field. They're on the five-yard line, and it's fourth down. No, nah, no. Nah, they kicked the field goal. You think they're kicking the field Especially goal? Especially with the new rules. Or are they just saying, we're going for the win? As much as Sirianni... Hurts. As much as Sirianni showed a lot of guts, go through each time he showed guts. Fourth and two from the eight. Fourth and two. Not fourth and seven. Fourth and two from the eight. Fourth and one from the 21. He went for it on a lot of fourth and shorts where they're just so productive at punching them through. And the fourth and five they went on was at the 45-yard line. Like a field goal is not realistic anyway. So, of course, you're going to go for it. So, I think those circumstances are far different than the one you're laying out. But I I think there's a chance to go for it. But, Craig, here's the thing. And this is my point about disappointment. We missed out on that. Yes, as much did. as I'm happy to drink the Eagle tears, we missed out on all those possibilities. Speaking of which, coming up after the break, why was Nick Sirianni crying before the game? <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> For a guy that's such a tough guy, and I like Nick Sirianni a lot, so I have a, I'm in a tough spot where I don't want to be critical, but I guess I have to be somewhat critical. Crying before the game? Ugh. Anyway, <laughs> Knicks fans, everybody knows you have a legacy of taste on and off the court. That's why 1800, the best taste in tequila, is proud to be an official partner of the New York Knicks. How about you playing basketball at the Garden? You can. 1800 tequila is going to give you the chance. Hey, Tommy, would you grab me something to drink, buddy? Thanks, pal. Uh, to shoot hoops on the Garden floor, uh, March 29th, to enter for your chance to win, visit your favorite liquor store. For the QR code, you got to be 21 and older. You got to live within 150 miles of Madison Square Garden. 1800 Tequila, Proximo Spirits, Jersey City, New Jersey. Please drink responsibly. You can register from now through March 15th. And again, playing pickup ball on March 29th at Madison Square Garden. Other restrictions apply. Whether you're a picky eater or getting together with friends, Grubhub makes it easy to find and order exactly what you want. Grubhub categorizes cuisines with easy labels to help you figure out what you're in the mood for. Choose from your favorites to little gems waiting to be discovered. And when you sign up for Grubhub Plus, get zero delivery fees and donation matching at checkout. Terms and additional fees apply on order. Grubhub makes life better with takeout. Download the Grubhub app today. The Odyssey Sports Minutes brought to you by Jack Pocket. Play official state lottery games on your phone. This is Jim Rome with an Odyssey Sports Minute. So here we all are, minding our own business, watching one of the greatest Super Bowl games ever, and uh, the ref show becomes a thing once again. Yes, a defensive holding call at the end of the game. Let's be very clear about this. It did not cost Philly the game. Do not confuse end of the game with costing Philly the game. I'm Jim Rome. Has the stock market slump, sell-offs, and instability this year got you concerned? Would you like a way that could protect your retirement when the markets are down? Gold Alliance would like to give you two free reports, the Inflation Survival Plan and the Stock Market Correction Plan. Both give actionable insights you can use now that could protect your savings in uncertain times. 
Facts are, gold increased in value 2,300% during the high inflation of the 70s. And during the financial crisis of 2008, gold prices doubled yet again. Precious metals help you diversify your risk and could protect you from stock market losses. Gold, a hard asset, has held value and been in demand for over 2,000 years. Discover which precious metals you should own in uncertain times. Call Gold Alliance. Get the Inflation Survival Plan and the Stock Market Correction Plan absolutely free. Don't wait. Call 800-200-2079. 800-200-2079. 800-200-2079. All investments involve risk, including losses. Past performance does not guarantee future results. Hey, guys. This is Kenan Thompson. I have a problem with you. Yes, you. None of y'all told me that Auto Trader has millions of new and used cars that I can shop from home. I thought we were friends. I put smiles on your face, but I'm not smiling. No one told me that with Auto Trader, a dealer can deliver cars to my home or that I could shop by price on Auto Trader. No one. Consider this friendship that you just learned we had officially over. Finally, it's easy. Auto Trader. When you can't stop, <coughs> there's Vicks VapoRub. Vicks VapoRub sends powerful medicated Vicks vapors right to the source of your... <coughs> so you can experience cough relief and breathe easier. <sighs> Generations of families have trusted Vicks VapoRub to help relieve the worst cold symptoms. So next time you have a cough, reach for the Vicks VapoRub. Vicks VapoRub. Cough relieving is believing. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay. Plus taxes and fees. Phone fees 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, y'all, this is your girl, Cheryl Underwood, and I want to tell you something. My digestive system used to make me feel sluggish, but those days are over. Now I feel great. That's because I increased my fiber intake with the Metamucil 2-Week Challenge, and I'm still hooked. I just took Metamucil every day for 14 days, and it's really that easy. Metamucil traps and removes the waste that weighs you down, so you feel lighter and more energetic. Now I never want to go back to that heavy feeling. Are you ready for the Metamucil 2-Week Challenge? For a coupon and daily support, sign up at Metamucil.com today. Hey. I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. 
We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter code KICKOFF at checkout. That's harrys.com, code KICKOFF. Enjoy. Security Dodge's President's Day sales event is on. Zero down spotlight lease deals are happening right now. New 22 Ram 1500 Bighorn, $489 a month with no money down. 23 Jeep Grand Cherokee, $569 a month, no money down. Plus, Security Dodge has new 23 Chargers and Challengers in stock and ready for immediate delivery. Don't go someplace else to save hundreds. Come to Security Dodge in Amityville and save thousands. Let's go, Long Island. For complete program details, shop 24-7 at securitydodge.com. Make 2023 the year you beat Vegas. Superbook Sports gives you the chance every week to go head-to-head with the best odds makers in Las Vegas. No fancy computer algorithms. Just the best team of odds makers in the business behind the counter at the Superbook in Las Vegas. Plus, Superbook features some of the best odds boosts and promo bets anywhere. So download the Superbook Sports app or visit Superbook.com and start your battle against Vegas right now. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Do you have bad credit but need a new car? Call Hudson Hyundai and get approved today. Call 800-951-4221. That's 800-951-4221. Or HudsonHyundai.com and get approved today. We're coming to you live from the Town Fair Tire Studios. Powered by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. WFAN. WFAN FM. WFAN FM HD1. New York. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Rihanna. Rihanna. So the story goes that Nick Sirianni cried uh, during the amazing Chris Stapleton's uh, anthem, which is uh, automatically a top 10 and moving up the charts. As we speak, because back in the day, he would listen to Whitney Houston's national anthem and used to envision like a manifestation type thing of what it would be like to be a coach in the Super Bowl. And uh, because that was his thing, and he got there, when he heard Chris Stapleton doing the anthem, it uh, brought him to tears. What's, I mean, pretty cool. You know, if you're living in Jacksonville or something. Look at you. Right? No. You can't celebrate that? Nah. Nick Sirianni's a and douche, I like right? Nick, no, I don't think no. he is a douche. See, we disagree. I like Nick Sirianni think, a lot. I think he's a douche. I think he's over the top. All oh, this crap. I like him a lot. But when I saw him bawling during the <laughs> national anthem, it made me start to cry. So it humanized him for you. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah? I don't know. I've never uh, started... Have I ever started to cry... Just from hearing a song. Oh, the National Anthem's done it to me multiple times. First off, the National Anthem's my favorite song of all time. It's You're all well aware of that. Not even that good of a song. America the Beautiful's better, but not sometimes... Not sang it, it wouldn't. Well, that's not fair to judge it based on the renditions. Yeah, of course it is. Babyface's one of the great crooners of all time. If Chris Stapleton did both, or yeah. Babyface did Ooh, both, I think up? we'd all walk away with the same opinion, which is America now, the Beautiful like is America a... America the Beautiful. It's a better song. But it's not a better song. I don't want to argue. It's to each, you know, beauty's in the eye. Right. And as I've said many times, 
my favorite song of all time is the National Anthem. So I, then, I collect them. Okay, so if you yes, feel that ahead. way, which I respect, yeah. you must have cried multiple times during a National Anthem. I've never cried during the Anthem. Really? The only song I think I've heard where I cried... Well, I guess there might be two songs I've heard. I've heard and I cried during the song. The first one, I don't know, and then there's a couple versions of it. It's Luther Vandross. Luther Vandross did Dance With My Father. Right. I don't know if you know that song. It's a little sappy. A little sappy. You know, he just wants to dance with his mother one more time. That's very sweet. Yeah. Or father or something. I don't know what it was. But you never cried when you yeah. heard and bombs bursting no, never. in air. Never. Never? Never. And our flag was, was still, still... That that never made no, you tear it up? it did not. Home of the Brave? No. I've wow. never cried during the anthem. Oh, I've done it a handful of times. And it's my favorite song of all time. Yeah. The other song I cried out, and I know it was only once. Not twice. Once. Man in the Mirror. <laughs> yeah. Cried at Man in the Mirror in rehab. You've cried at Man in the Mirror. You've cried yeah. at Dancing with the Mother. Yeah, Dance with My Mama again. Then up the stairs he would carry me. And I knew for sure. What a classic. <laughs> this is Luther at his best. Another chance. Come on. You don't like Luther. You don't appreciate Luther. Luther's fine. I just haven't bowled at him. He's dead. He died. He's not supposed to cry. Father again. Francis Scott Key is dead too. He is? Yes. I thought he was up for a Grammy. That was quick, huh? Yeah. Anyway. I thought that was the most likable moment that Nick Sirianni Because he, uh, he humanized him, I guess. Made him a human. Now, I know he's going to be laughed at forever. That is the new yeah. Jordan crying gif. That no is going to be out there everywhere. Yeah, I'm going to use it a lot on I TV. respect it. We're going to use it. Well, everybody's going to use it. Yeah. But in the moment while I was seeing it, it was, I mean, it was, it was waterworks, man. That was Niagara Falls. I felt something for him. I got to tell you. I didn't. And that being said, uh, the piece they did about him and his brothers and his dad, I, I got, uh, uh, I really enjoyed that. And I find myself, I like Nick Sirianni a lot. Why? He has that like blue collar New York, uh, you know, sensibility and the no. Philly douchiness. Nah, I'm telling you, if, if he was, he's one of those guys where if he was your coach, you'd love him. And we don't like him because yeah. he's the Eagles. Okay, coach. well, he's not my coach. I know, but I like the guy a lot. I do have a lot of respect for Nick Sirianni a lot. That being said, come on, man. Can't be crying during the national anthem. Yes, you can. You can cry after the game when you blow a ten point lead at halftime, <laughs> and you're trying to figure out what went wrong. The referee screwed us. <laughs> I love it. I just love it. I'm telling you, if we had a sense of humor, and we don't. We would have lit the Empire State Building green today <laughs> or last night. That actually would have been me. That would have been one that. of the. That would have been a great payoff. To uh, everyone being so upset about it being green when they beat the Giants. Right. That would have been the payoff. All right, New York. Here, we're going to make it green again so you can mock yes. them. Yes, I mean, if you turn it into a mock show, we're all thrilled. It, that would have been uh, this Empire State Building could have saved itself. Yep. And it didn't. No, it chose to go red and honor the Chiefs. Yes. And it's amazing to me. The Kansas City Chiefs have now been to the championship game five straight years. They have been to three Super Bowls. They've won two of them. Yeah, okay, Andy Reid is now the second greatest coach of all time. 
I don't, and getting close to number one. I don't get the sense that many people are, quote, sick of the Chiefs. I'm not. The way we were sick of other dynasties you throughout know why? sports. There's a simple reason. The likable? Because Patrick Mahomes has not crossed over to unlikable. And he may never will. Well, when will he? He's been to three Super yeah. Bowls. He's been to five straight championship games. He's the best player in the world by a lot. If he hasn't crossed over yet. I ask you this, Craig, when's that happen? It may never happen. Because he's a likable guy. He may be one of those guys that we just, you can't dislike the guy, and you have to just respect the mad talent. Now, if the Jets or the Giants were in a position, and neither have been really since Patrick Mahomes entered the league, where we had some type of, you know, the Giants could never have it, to be fair. But if the Jets had some kind of playoff history with them, where he, he you know, destroyed us, Two, three, four times. Nah, that's different. Then maybe you hate the guy. That is different. But he's such a likable guy, man. Yeah. Like he does everything I, you want. I, I know this doesn't mean anything to you, and I understand. I think this will mean more to Big Mac and Loogie. I still can't get over that the best quarterback in the world is the son of Pat Mahomes. It'd be like if 15 years from now, Jason Shreve's son becomes the best quarterback in the NFL. Like that's how random it is. This random reliever, and I liked Pat when he was here. Their son, 15 years from now, becomes God. Imagine that. Like, all of a sudden, Jonathan Lewisica's kid yeah. is the best quarterback in the NFL. Like, out of nowhere. Here we are. Justin Wilson's son is quarterbacking the Jets to a Super Bowl. You don't know who any of these people are, but trust me, they get it. I know Jonathan Lewisica. And that's how random this still feels to me. I know it's been over a half a decade now, but it's crazy. Pat Mahomes is kid, Craig. Yeah, no, no, I know. I can't wait till Chad Green's kid wins three straight Super Bowls. I mean, but better yet, you're probably one of those guys that was yelling and screaming, can you get your kids off the field? <laughs> That's not me. That's Maggie Gray. Oh, my bad. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry about that. Uh, is everybody back from Arizona? Yeah. Or no, is that yeah, not the so. case yet? Yeah. Yeah, everyone uh, that went from here, or was uh, who went from, everyone went? Al Dukes, Gio, they're Boomer, Jerry. Yeah, I think they're and all they back. And they all went, came to work Tom Izzo went, yeah. he's back, yeah. No, Tom Izzo. Interesting. And everybody's back. Everybody's yes. back. And everybody I, worked. If yes. I could be back from yes. Vegas in 36 hours, everybody yeah. can be back. Well, not everybody gets to fly a private jet and the I whole thing. I was not on a private uh, You're the only guy I've ever met that goes to Vegas and claims he couldn't make a wager. I couldn't make Vegas a wager. Because the sports book was too busy. Craig. I mean, when'd you wait? Till uh, 6 o'clock? No, I was sitting there watching Nets Sixers, okay? My wife is such a doll. She knows. She's, he's taking me to see Adele. We're going to sit in the sports hey, how, book and watch every second. How great was that three to tie it, huh, by Dinwiddie? Don't be a bastard. Wasn't that awesome? <laughs> the sports book. So Dinwiddie puts up this. For those who Woo! didn't see it, Nets blow a late lead to Philly. Mikel Bridges misses what could have been a game winner. Okay, fine. No foul call. Two-minute report confirms it. Harden should have been called for a foul. Nets could have gone up three. Whatever. All right? Dinwiddie puts up this three to tie the game at the buzzer. From the, distance. From too. distance. The sports book explodes, right? What was the, the spread on the game? Because uh, obviously those people had money on the Nets to go to overtime. I don't, I, I'm assuming, I, I, Honestly, right? I don't even know. I think the spread was like Philly minus three or something. Okay, okay. So maybe it was Philly fans also Possibly, because yeah, they need to, to cover. Out, right, right. Right. So the sports book explodes and my wife's like, I didn't know there were this many Net fans. <laughs> and I have to say, honey. That's naively fun. <laughs> yeah, There's not one Net fan in here but me. That is pretty funny, yeah. There's just a lot of people money on the game, that's all. Yeah. Here's uh, Frank in Rockland County. Frank, what's good, Hammer? Craig and Evan, how you doing? Doing great, thank you. What's up? 
Got a couple good points here. Diehard Eagles fan, so tough one, but it's all right. That flag, I'm sick of hearing the flag. They had 58 minutes to make one play. Best defense in the league did absolutely nothing yesterday. There you go. You're right. Number two, Marcus Epps on Travis Kelsey inside the red zone. I mean, come on. Are we serious about that? On that first touchdown? Yep. Mismatch, mismatch. And it was amazing is in the second half of the game, Kelsey was not nearly as big of a factor. Like, you almost forgot he was out there. Absolutely. They didn't lock him down, but they contained him second half for sure. Yep. Another thing is, I think that the NFL world needed Jalen Hurts to get the ball with 145, one to two timeouts with a chance to win or tie it. This was like the stage was set for everything. So, obviously, I I agree with you. I laid out earlier how this could have been the greatest Super Bowl game of all time. It would have been epic. But I don't think the NFL needs anything. Because the NFL is king, and they still had 120 million people watching every second of that game last night. And even with the controversy, if you will, around the officials, everyone is going to be back for week one. So the NFL doesn't lose anything from the controversy around the officials or the non-incredible ending that we didn't get. It's such a king, it's such a behemoth, that ask yourself, what does the NFL lose? Nothing. The NFL is uh, right now untouchable. Now, there is a very small but uh, somewhat loud group, and I'm not, I don't subscribe to them, that claims that the antitrust exemption that the NFL gets from our government, which Kennedy started way back in the day, allows them to be uh, considered in the, the sports entertainment business. Right. And that classification is very important. Now, I want to be very clear about what I'm going to say. I do not subscribe to this. I don't believe Evan does either. But it's an interesting take that a small but loud minority of people want you to buy into. And I'll just give it to, I'll give you the easy version of it. If you are labeled and um and viewed by our government as a sports entertainment business, you are allowed to script the endings of your games. You are not held to a standard as a sport as opposed to sport entertainment, you can do whatever you want. Yeah, now, I mean, but that doesn't mean anything. None of us think they're doing it. The, the idea that the games are scripted is a joke. But just play that out for a second. If they wanted to, and again, I have to say this every time, I don't believe they do. I don't believe they have. But if they wanted to, they could. Yeah, if, if they wanted to, wouldn't every game go to overtime? Wouldn't every game be close? Well, wouldn't there? Wouldn't everything be? Oh my God, this is amazing! Like blowouts happen. The NFC Championship game, Craig, was a blowout. Right. It was bad in the second half. Now that was based on an injury. So when you get to that point, uh, what are they going to do? Call well, a penalty every single course. down? Uh, I know what WWE does yeah. when they when they <laughs> when there's an injury. They can still script a great ending. We saw Owen Hart pin Stone Cold Steve Austin at SummerSlam, even though Aust- or Austin pin Owen Hart with a broken freaking neck. That's you right. saw it. I did see it. So he when you script things, you can do whatever you want. I suppose. <laughs> I suppose you could. But yeah, so that, that's it's a small group of people. Who are going nowhere well, with it. But, Craig. And it's just people, I think they're just trying to get attention for themselves. Other than. Because last night's game was not scripted. Well, and also, if you're going to script it, you're not going to have it essentially end 
on a holding penalty. No, you're going to have an end on what should be a great play for the A's. Right, the biggest problem... Or an attempt at a great play. No doubt. The biggest problem with last night's game, again, great game, top 10 Super Bowl of all time, is that it did feature an anticlimactic ending. Yeah. And that sucks. Now, when you script things the way the WWE can, you can ensure that nothing is anticlimactic. Right. It's like the entire second half of the Philly Niner game was anticlimactic. Right. We all knew the outcome. It wasn't going to change. There's nothing they could do. And it sucked. But forgetting about scripting the ends of games, there's no benefit to the officials making that call. Like, who wins from that? Just the Chiefs won the Super Bowl? And how does that benefit the NFL? Why would you want Kansas City winning the Super Bowl? Like, there's no benefit there. Right. Um, It's just, it's silly, but I just wanted to put it out there because, you know, especially with social media now, you know, you have a social media account, all of a sudden you got a platform to say crazy things. the, The craziest thing of them all, and we referenced it last week, was that someone put out a fake script to the end of the Super Bowl that featured the Eagles winning 37-34. That's correct. And that turned out to be the exact final score bet that most people bet on. Because most people figured, I'll bet on that. You're allowed to make a a wage, whatever, and saying, on the exact score. And you get odds on it. Yeah, yeah. Great odds. How about this? I was uh, reading this online today. If, um, If it had ended, Philadelphia 37, Kansas City 34, collectively... The sports books would have lost over like half a billion dollars just because of that fake yeah. link that everyone said. Yeah. Let me bet that just in case. Like, oh, put a hundred bucks on it. Why not? I'm getting great odds. That kind As of thing. As I'm watching the game, I I forgot. Uh, I thought it was thirty-eight, thirty-five. So I thought, holy crap! Oh, you thought it happened? <laughs> yes. Wow. I thought for a second. Oh my god! They knew the script. Those bastards. You thought it happened? <laughs> they yeah. were close though, dude. Uh yeah. Well, once they got to thirty-five, it was a wrap. Right? And plus, I think like 80% of the country bet on Philadelphia. Yeah. So I would imagine it was a good day for the house. Yeah. But I told you guys last week that number didn't make any sense to me because of those things. It never moved. Yeah, it stayed firm. It man. never changed. Stayed firm. How did you guys do on uh, Friday? We made it four props along with the game, and we all had the same two and three record. All of us. Oh, that sucks. Huh? <laughs> Picking different things. Well, obviously. theoretically, you still could have won. If you had a prop that had good enough odds, but yeah. your record was two and three, so we're going to count that as a loss. So when you bet on props, you see how close they are. So the funniest one to me was Travis Kelsey. So Travis Kelsey had an over-under of 78.5 receiving yards. In the first half, I think he was at about 70. And it was, oh, it's a lock. Yeah. It's easy. It's over. <laughs> we're going to hit on this one. Right. And like I mentioned, Travis Kelsey was so not involved in the offense in the second half, he finished with 81 yards. He cleared the number by like three yards. Meanwhile, in the first so you half. you had to sweat that out. You had to sweat it out, yeah. Looked like a lock. <laughs> but it's amazing how accurate some of them are because I know Loogie, I'm not picking on you with this. It just jumped out at me. He picked the over on Boston Scott rushing yards, eight and a half yards. What do you have? Eight. Oof. He had seven on the first drive. <laughs> seven. Seven. seven on the first, first drive. So like one more one more carry, your your money. He had one more carry for a yard and then didn't touch the ball again. Oh, and then what if that comes down to like just a bad spot? I know. Right? Which uh, happens. Like I yeah. thought uh I thought Kelsey caught a ball for a first down and they didn't give him the first down in the second half. And it was now third and one. Well, like, what are you talking about? Or, 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 or Gainwell. So Gainwell scoring the first TD. They call it back. Obviously, it was the right call. And then Hurts. But that, the first that probably changed a lot of money, yeah, too. That's sure why these props, I'm noticing much more with the NBA. So 
I know that a lot of people bet like over under on rebounds, assists, but no one really knows how do they calculate a rebound. No one's really thought about it because who cares? It's a rebound. Sure. I now watch NBA games with a keen eye on. Oh, that counts as a rebound because if you purposely tip it to your teammate, right, you get credit for the rebound. Well, that was a big game earlier this year, Chris Paul. Yeah, and one with where, James Harden too. Yeah, there was a game where it came down to over under, I guess, on rebounds, and uh, they gave him the rebound. And then I guess after the game, they corrected it yeah. and took a rebound away. That's why, like, and you said it with the yards, you look closely, and my God, the spotting of a ball, if you're going to credit that rebound or not, it could cost people thousands of dollars. It, I mean, it does every single day, which is why you just got to be careful, too. And if you're going to make, uh, you know, fringe or they call them exotic wages like that, you know, just, uh, don't bet the mortgage on it. You know, that's how casinos and the books make more than 50% of all their revenue comes from parlays, which is why they promote parlays so much, because you don't win them. Right. Oh, I'm going to win a seven-leg parlay. No, you're not. And then there'll be the one guy that does, because there's always an outlier, and that one guy is one out of 9,000 people, and you're going to be like, I told you I could have won. <laughs> and then you're going to start making bad decisions. That's all. Here's uh, Jay in Connecticut. JJ, what's good, buddy? Hey, what's up, guys? All right. What's up? Good, good. I, I think we all kind of missed what, what happened last night. There's a couple of things. Uh, number one, we witnessed two quarterbacks play at the highest level that they're ever going to play at, at, at the same time. And it was only one mistake that pretty much decided the game. Um, what, what pretty much happened, Jalen Hurts played his ass off. Yep. But, you know, Superman stepped in the booth and, you know, came out with the cape. And, you know, and, and, and he was able to, to, to come with the victory. The other thing we didn't see was the offensive line and the defensive line. It wasn't that the field was slippery. It was just that both sides had a perfectly schemed game. And you can go back. Well, hold on. Let's let's not act like the field wasn't slippery. It it was. Yeah, of course it was. Of course it was. But but it was slippery for both of them. But, Jay, that's why it's so difficult to figure out. And it was the same thing three weeks ago. Who did it hurt? Who did it benefit? Here's all I know. The Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles throughout the regular season, led by Philadelphia, were elite pass-rushing teams. And there were two combined sacks in the game, and both sacks were very fugazi. Well, like we got to remember what happened to Kansas City in, in, in the in the playoffs two years ago. Their sure. offensive line got destroyed. Got yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. And, and, and then they made the adjustments, right? And, and then we saw the adjustments. And and you could and, and they would say you know we have to give Pat at least a couple more seconds because we don't know what he's going to do and they were able to adjust to how he plays and you pretty much saw an offensive line stick it to a really good defensive line at the end of the day and Superman with their ass. Yeah, I mean, listen, statistically, Jalen Hurts had the better game. He was the best guy on the field. But in that second half, they scored on every single I, possession. I, I, the one thing I disagree with you about is Patrick Mahomes dropped back 27 times in this game. Jalen Hurts 38 times. Yeah. Mainly because the Eagles had the ball more, one of which was because of the turnover that turned into a touchdown. Patrick Mahomes threw six incompletions in the entire game, threw three touchdown passes, and never turned the ball over. And he also made plays with his legs. Well, the one big one, right. So I don't know if I could definitively say, oh, Jalen Hurts outplayed him. Like, they, they were both amazing. Yeah, the difference right. was Hurts made a mistake Mahomes never made. Mahomes never made a mistake in this game.
No. That's the difference. And in the second, listen, don't forget, Kansas City had three possessions total in the first half. In the second half, they had four. Touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. Could have been a touchdown. Right. But instead, the field goal to win it. That's why we look at these stats, and I get it. Jalen threw for 304. He rushed for 70. The numbers are amazing. I mean, he was a part of four touchdowns. Incredible. But watching the game, I can't walk away from this and say, boy, Mahomes was outplayed. No, he wasn't. He was awesome. No, he was not outplayed. The stats are different because of the circumstances that they were in. And here's the other thing that benefited Mahomes. He had a guy he could hand the football off to in Pacheco who made plays. Right. Jalen Hurts had no run game behind him. Gainwell did nothing. Sanders did nothing. Boston Scott did nothing after that first drive. Right, obviously, because he got caught on eight yards. (laughs) So the numbers are a little tainted in that regard. They just are not accurate to what actually happened. I thought Mahomes was brilliant. We saw some great play. Great play. And by the way, when you consider the wide receivers that were playing and making plays for uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, obviously Juju had the great second half. You know, Travis Kelsey had three catches in the second half for 20 yards. Yeah. So whatever Philly did to try to negate him, they did it very well. They did, but then here comes Juju Smith-Schuster. Right. And here comes wide open Sky Moore and Kadarius Toney on basically the exact same play. Yeah, that was awesome to watch. You know why? Because we have sat here for a long time, the Jets and the Giants, without a coach or a coordinator putting together plays like that where you could tangibly see the effect, right? Yeah, but... And I got to tell you, both guys, the same exact play, either side of the field, wide open for six. Love it. But here's the reality we have to face. Andy Reid ain't walking through that door. No, he's not. You know Brian Dable's that guy? Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes are going to go down as two of the all-time greats. They yes, are. Yes, the, the The question I'm going to have, and I don't know the answer because it's pure speculation, is they have now been married for five years with him as a starting right. quarterback in the NFL. How much longer does the marriage last only because Andy Reid's getting up there in age? He even thought about retiring, which I never took seriously, but Jay Glazer put it out there, and Andy Reid after the game promptly said, I'm coming back, but right. I'm getting older. Well, is he going to coach five more years? Right. Is he going to coach ten more years? Is he only going to coach one more year? That's the million-dollar question in terms of these two and what yeah. happens moving forward. And let's just call it the way it is. Patrick Mahomes never plays another game. He's in the Hall of Fame. Yes. First ballot. And it's not debatable. He is now in more rarefied air because he's got two. And he's got three appearances. Now, forget about Brady. Brady's untouchable for now. But he is getting close well, to uh, a position where there's only four guys in the in the fraternity. Well, think three about guys it. in the fraternity. Pardon me. Think about the amount of guys with multiple Super Bowl MVPs. It's a short list. Yeah. Eli's on the list. Tom Brady is on the list. Bart Starr is on the list. Right, not a lot. Joe Montana's on the list. It is not a long list, and Mahomes is there with a lot more to go. Yes. Now, we can't guarantee he's going to win two more championships or three more championships or whatever. Who the heck knows? But he puts himself in a position every year to be close. Yes. That's why he is this close. I'm holding my two fingers close together. Yeah, I can see that, yes. To having gone to five straight Super Bowls. Yeah, yeah. He's an offside and a second-half collapse against the Bengals away from five consecutive Super Bowls. essentially start his career. If you take the first year out, he didn't play. Is that not unbelievable? And it's ridiculous. Yeah, Five? Which is why he's the only guy that theoretically could ever really make a run at Brady. Now, I don't think he's going to, but he's the only guy that could, right? Joe yeah. Burrow ain't going to be the guy. Well, 
Well, it's not a knock on Joe Burrow or anybody. The number is very to, to make a run at Tom Brady's like making a run at Michael Jordan. Like it's a very tough run to make. Right. LeBron right. James had a great career, but it's tough to get to six. Yes, it's tough and in for, Tom's tough case, to get, seven. Tough to get to five. Yeah, <laughs> for some guys. Anyhow, it's just great. And uh, like I said, when Brady retired, you know, we got to watch the guy's entire career and appreciate it and enjoy it. And if you consider the fact that quarterbacks play until they're 40 now, how old is Patty Mahomes? 27? Question is, does, 28? He, does he want to play that long? Well, right. And the money now is such, because as you notice, quarterbacks now are getting the bag. Quarterbacks are getting guaranteed money that they've never gotten before. You know, uh, Patrick Mahomes signed that 10-year, $450 million contract. They're going to rip it up Yeah, at some point well, before the 10 years is up. And also, he's 27 years old, like you said. He turns 28 shortly after the start of next season. There may come a point where he's not chasing ghosts, where he's like, I don't need to catch Tom Brady. I don't need to be the greatest of all time. I've had a great career. I've made a and lot of money. Way, I want to get out of the argument anyway. Yeah. Oh, no right? doubt. No yeah. doubt. Yeah. But that's the that's going to be the question about Mahomes moving forward. Is he going to have that urge to play till he's forty five like Tom Brady? Yeah, you know, know it's funny you think about him. He's got two with the two MVPs. He also you know he's league MVPs, which uh, Eli Manning doesn't have, and they're both now in a very interesting spot. Two Super Bowl titles. Yeah, yeah. two Super Bowl MVPs. Who would you rather have? Patrick Mahomes or Eli Manning? Yeah, for See, all you no, Giant fans is, out there. I mean, like come the, on, don't ask that dumb that's question. That's a fair question. No, it's not. Giant fans this is how you're going like to try and take a, you're gonna try and take a shot at Eli it's Manning. It's not a shot at Eli yeah, Manning. Because we all know what the answer is. You might say Eli Manning. I don't no, know. No, no one's going to say Stop Eli Manning. No gonna one's say. saying Eli Manning. I'm just asking the question because sometimes Giant fans talk about Eli uh, in a manner that's interesting. That's all. And I agree, Eli's a Hall of Famer. Had a great career. Dear friend, by the way. But who would you rather have? Come they, on. They've only they've both got two. Come on. I'm just I mean, asking. Yeah, you know why on. you're asking. All right, so then here's the here's where you guys are. Tell me if this is wrong. Brady number one. No one's gonna argue that. Most people say Montana's number two, because he's four for four. It's like the Jordan, right? Mahomes three? Not yet. Who's three? Johnny Unitas. That's not real football. That's not real football. What are you talking about? Peyton Manning. <laughs> no, I, 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 Peyton Manning. Yeah. Peyton Manning. He's Peyton got two Manning. Super Bowls. Peyton Manning. It's tough. He's, he's, 20, he's 27. The story isn't written Peyton Manning didn't earn that second Super Bowl. The defense did. So Peyton Manning. Manning. So what? Okay. Doesn't matter. Fair enough. He was Doesn't great. Matter. You know how great he was. He won 13 games every single year. I didn't say he wasn't great. Year. He was great. I, I, I kind of agree. As great okay. as Mahomes. Through five years, he's better than anybody in the history of football, including Brady, by the way. Yes. Through five years, he is. Say that again? Through five years, Patrick Mahomes is the greatest football player we've ever seen. Better than Tom Brady. Through five years. Through five years, sure. Yeah. Just yeah. when you look at the MVP, when you look at the stats, when you look at the Super Bowls, when you look at everything. I know Brady won a bunch of Super Bowls, don't get me wrong. But through five years, if we're being honest, it's not even particularly close. Okay, so you're going Brady, Montana, Peyton Manning, then Mahomes? You're not including Sid Luckman in this? What's wrong with you? I love Sid Luckman. Bart Starr? Uh, don't like Bart Starr. So Sammy Ball, you don't want to put him in there? I'm not putting old guys in. Sammy Ball can't make the list. Not my thing. And listen. I don't do that. I never saw them play, but I do love me some Sid Luckman. Terry Bradshaw knew how to win. I know his numbers were mediocre at times. Terry Bradshaw's four for four? Yeah. All right, so Bradshaw's He's got two Super Bowl MVP twos, by the way. He's on that list. Okay. Just to point that so out. So you got, all right, so where are you putting Bradshaw? Huh? I don't know. It's different eras, Below man. It's, I know. Yeah. Think about this. Patrick Mahomes has now started 80 regular season games. 80. Okay. You know what his record is? Uh, I can season? take a guess. Yeah, 80. 
65 and 15. That's a great guess. 64 and 16. Damn it. He's 64 and 16, and in the playoffs is 11 and 3. 11 and 3. Where we remember every one of Mahomes' playoff losses. They're they're in our head. AFC title game to the yeah. Patriots, offsides, right. D Ford. AFC Championship to the Bengals where they collapse and have that brutal end to the first half. And obviously the Super Bowl in which Patrick Mahomes had a run for his life. Carton and Roberts on the fan. You have something you want to say, Thomas? Yeah, as Evan uh, sits here and talks about the greatness of Patrick Mahomes, I assume down the line Evan will show the same respect to Patrick Mahomes that he shows the great Tom Brady. Oh, stop. Like he won't get sick of Mahomes winning time. No, you know why? Because if, if the Jets were in the AFC West, he'd be sick of sure it. Sure would. Right, that's True exactly word. what it is. I, that that is a bias but you, because but they're you also so much more likable. Andy Reid. Oh, stop. Come on. To be it's fair, true. hold on, time Just out. the whole team. Andy Reid is more likable than Belichick. No yeah, I'll give you that. No problem with that. But you guys all forget because it's been so long. Early in his career, Disagree. Tom Brady was very likable. Yeah, but wait, wait. Here's what you guys are really was. He also what you wasn't got... as fun to watch as Mahomes is fun to watch. He's, okay. he's not. Okay. Forget about fun. And this is not debatable. And you guys can no, try to debate it. He wasn't nearly as good. Like, if you look at Tom through the first five years, yes, they won a lot of games. Yes, they won Super Bowls. He didn't win an MVP. He wasn't even top two in MVP. Yeah. He wasn't leading the league in touchdown passes. I think he did once. He was throwing double-digit interceptions. Mm-hmm. Like, Tom Brady was really good. He wasn't even the best quarterback of his era for that period of time. It's probably Peyton Manning. For the first five years. Patrick pre- Mahomes is debatable. the guy. It's okay, debatable. debatable. I'll give you that. But it's not a lot. The regular right. season numbers were not close. Manning was better. Brady beat him in the playoffs. Yeah, that's why it's debatable. But okay. I, listen, I agree. Pat, Mahomes, but Mahomes has everything. And that's why the notion uh, about a month ago and beyond that there was some debate between Mahomes and Burrow is so comical. And that's not a knock on Joe Burrow. But the thought process that, oh, Joe Burrow has ascended to be the number one guy can we okay. put that to rest for a little yeah, while? Yes, but can I counter with something? Of course you can. Since that debate was occurring, things happened, right? Yes. Patrick Mahomes Went to on one, one freaking one. leg <laughs> yeah. won the AFC Championship game, right? That's he correct. did that. Yeah. And then Patrick Mahomes against the vaunted Eagle defense just played the way he played and won another Super Bowl. Yeah. So the debate about Burrow kind of charging the gap on Mahomes, right? Closing yeah. the gap on Mahomes was different three weeks ago than it is today. Yeah, no. Those two wins, they matter. That 24-yard sure run, it matters. Like, we put that into the discussion. Now, all of a sudden, Mahomes has two championships. By the way, a little bit later on in the show, probably much later on in the show, uh, we are not going to sit here and not acknowledge, because we're going to acknowledge it, all right? We're not going to get in the weeds on it, but we're going to acknowledge something, because it's three or four hours away. Yeah! Tonight, yeah, at Madison Square Garden, yeah, the New York Knickerbockers and the Brooklyn Nets. We'll get to it later today. We're aware of it. Evan's going to the game. WFAN, WFAN FM, and WFAN.com. I'm thinking your spike comes up with all those clever little jingles that we played coming back. Like, do you remember this New York sports moment? You heard it on the fan. Or you talked about it on the fan. Now, before Spike became our boss here, he was the head on show WIP Radio in Philadelphia. As you all know, I worked there in the mid-90s as well, right? And I'm just wondering if he would have the cleones to air on WIP. I'm going to ask him right now, so I'm not going to give it away. My guess is no, by the way. Yeah. Now, Spike's never been on our show before. This is just a very quick appearance in and out. 
All right, those who can't become PDs, those who can do this. Here we are. You ready? Here we are. What's that? What I do? No, I'm just bringing you as supportive. I can buy an afternoon drive before. You are fantastic. You know I love you too. All right. So now we play those little vignettes coming out of breaks where it says. Uh, you know, you talked about this event on the fan. Yes. Like, and by yeah. the way, the, the one we just played, just for context, I think yeah. it makes sense, is a very depressing moment. It was the closing it. of Shea Stadium All right. where the Mets lost 162 to the Marlins. So obviously, very depressing moment for Mets fans. Go ahead. I like it because we're doing all different sports. Sure. And it's, uh, it just shows you the you know, fans around a long time, very special in everybody's heart. Mm. But I was wondering, prior to you coming to the fan, uh-huh. you ran WIP in Philadelphia, yep. which is our sister station, same company, right? And I'm just wondering, do you think at any point while running WIP... This is going to be so... Mi- I'm just asking a question. It's going to be anti Would, would you have ever come out with uh, great sporting events in Philadelphia like this one were heard on WIP? I got the one. Joe Carter hits one deep off no, Mitchell. Dummy. <laughs> Yesterday. Oh, yeah, no, but I'm giving you an example. Would you have, Would you? Do you think there's a place where it's okay to do that and not be yelled at by everybody? Not the day after. That's when you should do it, though. Well, Don't you think? Yeah, but would I, you would even do it years after? Well, I, I the, now to be clear, the the promos don't say this great thing happened. No, I get it. It's it's a, 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 a moment that's historical in a city. Yeah, I think I I do think there you, are plenty of bad. Hey, ones. Philadelphians, do you remember when <laughs> the Bradbury so would, penalty? Here's so Harrison Butker with a twenty-seven yard field but goal. But even nowadays, you'd play Rondé Barber. You'd play Donovan McNabb getting tired in the Super Bowl. Like you'd play all those things? I would do Donovan throwing up for sure. For sure. Because yeah. that's like red meat for sure. Yeah. yeah. They don't like would, Donovan too much. Yeah, I think I think the I think the Joe Carter home run would be would be a great one. Too. Yeah, it's been thirty yeah. years. You yeah. can play that now. Yeah, I think can so. You? Yeah, I, I you wouldn't, play I wouldn't now. have most of the moments be negative like that. Uh, maybe a seventy-five to how long would ratio? we have to wait before we could play last night's call in Philadelphia? We'd have to wait like three years. Well, which Five moment years? are we talking about? Like any aspect of the game, whether it's the kick, the field goal to win it. Uh, the fumble by, how about this one? Would you play the fumble by Jalen that got returned for a touchdown? So the only reason I don't think so is all they're ta- they're not talking about that in Philly today. What no. they're talking about, they're, they're talking rough. about the, the penalty and, and Gannon, the defensive coordinator. They're killing him, right? Dest- they've been waiting to destroy him. Yeah, so well, also, also two they, weeks ago, they loved the guy. No, they never loved the guy. That's not true. They've always hated Jonathan Gannon. That's they, my understanding of they Philadelphia. Have, they have disliked him. It's just that the numbers have, have suggested that the the defense is good, but right. all the fans but say the that. The reason bad. why the Hurts fumble could never work is that the Eagles then went up by 10. Like, after that fumble, they responded. I think the image of this game is either Mahomes running for 24, return. the punt return, or the penalty call, which yeah. I think is going to be the thing they whine and I bitch about. I think you probably go with the penalty call because that really burns them in their souls. I think the penalty, because the yeah. penalty call is the one that you replay over and over and over and over again yeah. in your head. All right, just ask you, just for wondering. Sure. Yeah. Thanks so much for stopping You're by. Welcome. Thank Always you for having me. By the way, uh, uh, Spike and I on Wednesday mm. will be over at Fordham. It's, a, it's a private event, I'm told, but it is. we'll be over there at uh, at Rose Hill uh, at Fordham for our next installment of the Responsible Gambling Tour that we're doing in conjunction with our friends at FanDuel, and uh, we'll be there on Wednesday. So I may be late coming in. That's all right. And then I'll probably just take a couple of days off after that. That's too much work for me anyway. Take a break. So you're, you're driving, right? I am driving you. Great. Nice. Nice little nappy nap for you're me. You're going to hate his driving. I can tell no, already. I, I drove with him once out to Oliver He was a good driver. So you only bitch about my driving? No, no. 
Well, thus far, yes. That's unbelievable. Because he knows how to drive in the city and uh, you don't. Oh, stop. All right, anyway, I'll see you on Wednesday bright and early, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, we're going to Fordham. Looking forward to going to Fordham. I'll see you tomorrow, too. No, he's oh, taking them all true. off, too, probably. No, no, I'm, I'm coming in tomorrow. I'm working tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, he wants to come on and gloat after the Knicks win. That's uh, why. That's is. the only reason I'm coming in tomorrow is that Nick, <laughs> Nick, Nick went over the nets. That, that is it. It's just interesting. Like, you, you imagine, like, some people you know, online are like, why are you playing negative sports moments? I'm like, because they happen. I do think that we're different, though, than Philly. We I are. think we're wired to kind of remember, especially because we have multiple teams in each sport, that we look back at these horrible moments as a badge of honor. I think Philadelphia used to be like that, but ever since the Phillies won a World Series and the Eagles won a Super Bowl, they're different now. They're not the same Philadelphia I grew up with. Now they view themselves as a championship-caliber town. Well, I mean, to be fair, you know, you're – They've they've won the championship. And they've also beat, look, the Phillies were in the World Series this year. The Eagles were in the Super Bowl. We mentioned they've won a couple of titles. The Eagles in 17, the Phillies in 08. So it's just, they're different. Because I remember growing up and driving down to Philly, they would celebrate their loserdom the way we would now. Yes. And they're not like that anymore because they've won it too Well, much. they've won. If that's why we always say, just give me one and it'll change the fandom I have. Maybe not for all my teams, but it certainly makes it easier. I just got to get one. And think about Kansas City. The city of Kansas City had a Super Bowl early on, a World Series early on, 1985. They didn't win anything for a long period of time. The Chiefs were basically the Jets. The Royals were this small market team that sucked every year. And then what happens? The Royals go to -to back-to-back World Series and they win one. And now look at the Chiefs. They're like a mini dynasty. So even they cities are. that wait, we wait, view. No, 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 no. They're a dynasty. Not yet. Yeah. Not yet. Five straight AFC championship games, three Super Bowls and two ones. That is a dynasty. I don't think I so. Not I saw yet. Greg Jennings there. They not ticked yet. me off. Like, dude, let me ask you a question. Not yet. Are the Buffalo Bills a dynasty that went no. four straight? No. What? They didn't win a championship. You don't have to win a championship to be a dynasty. Of course you do. No, I don't think you do. I'll give you another one that you're going to probably get mad at. You know who I I struggle with this, so I'm not like 100% they're not a dynasty, but I struggle with it. I don't know if the Spurs were a dynasty. I'm not worried about that right now. They never won back-to-back championships, and that's why that relates to the Chiefs. They won back-to-back championships. What, they went three in a decade? Yeah, they won like every other year, though. They won in 99, they won in 03, they won in 05, they won in 07. It was basically like four in a decade, right. 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 I don't know. I just never... The Chiefs are close. Like They go win a Super Bowl next year, I'm with you. See, but I don't know if they're I, there yet. I, they're close. I How could you, have you not view them as a dynasty? They haven't defended a championship. I agree with them. I think back to back is important. So the fact you go to three Super Bowls in five years, you win two, obviously. Yeah. You've lost a couple AFC championship games, it goes without saying. Yeah. But you've been to five straight. You don't think that's dynasty label No, and if you're saying the wow. Buffalo Bills are a dynasty, they then your dynasty. argument is flawed to begin with. They won nothing. But it doesn't matter. They of were a, an absolute AFC dynasty. The Giants were more of a dynasty. They won a no, Super Bowl. The Giants have never been a dynasty. No, more so, so than the Jets Bills. The Jets are not a dynasty. More so than the Bills. The Bills never no. won a Super Bowl. I'm sorry. You can't be a dynasty without winning a championship. See, that's funny that's, you say that. Now, that's not, arguably the I stupidest argument you've ever made. I know I'm in the minority in this. I think so. Uh, I, I, I go to the mattresses on this one. You do not have to win the championship to be considered a dynasty. Are you kidding me? You don't. Lugie, Lugie, write down. This is a Mount Rushmore, (laughs) Craig Carton, asinine opinion. Well, then it's it's a mountain of one. (laughs) (laughs) Well, like, you can't separate AFC from NFC. 
and no, label the Buffalo Bills. I think what that went to four straight Super Bowls so, in AFC so here's, Dynasty. Here's the problem, and I think this is the difference you and I are going to have. And Big Mac too. He's on my side. You're very liberal when it comes to using the word dynasty. Maybe. Okay. I think dynasties are incredibly special, and they're rare. So, for example, in my lifetime as a football fan, I'll see yeah. just football here. I think I've only seen two dynasties in my lifetime. You ready? The New England Patriots. No one's going to argue that they're a dynasty. Okay. I'm you okay. And I think the 90s Cowboys. That's it. I'm too young for the Niners. Yeah. Where they won the back-to-back. Even the Broncos went in back-to-back. Am I making them a dynasty? No. I don't think so. No, think but so, the Bills bro. were a dynasty. They're not a Maybe dynasty. Maybe you're too young to have appreciated it. Craig. That's crazy. It's possible. Craig. Do they got to win? By the way, 1991, how old are you guys? Eight. I know you guys can read, so eight. I'm not eight. suggesting eight. you're eight. unaware of the history. Eight. Right. But at eight years old... You couldn't have processed that dynasty. They're not a dynasty, Craig. Yeah, no. You can't be a loser every year. You know what Derek Jeter used to say about losing in the World Series? By the way, brilliant decision by Fox. What a waste of money that is. Why? <laughs> because Derek Jeter's got the personality of my thumb. No, no, you don't know him. Oh, uh, come okay. on, that's not. Yeah, okay. not, you just because he doesn't show the public who he really is. He's going to show he up the most affable guy in the world. He was just on the Tonight Show talking about wearing a thong. Yeah, how about that? That's change, far different he's than changing yuck, who he is. That's far different than yucking it up with a Rod. What a fraud yeah. now, Jeter is that he's I think I'm doing him. a podcast with Jeets every week now. That may be entertaining, but his time on TV <laughs> waste the time. Fox oh. wastes money. Uh, they don't have to take money and burn it to the ground. But you don't know that. You'll see. I think they spend their money very wisely. <laughs> if I may say I so. I was not. <laughs> I think they're very smart. <laughs> I was uh, focused elsewhere on that. Uh, here's uh, Robert in Brooklyn on the fan. Robert, what's going on, buddy? Let me see. Robert. Yeah. You're on the radio, bud. Hey, what's up, Carton? Hey. I'm just, I'm just calling because. Yes. Uh, it's been a long time. You haven't been on the air that long on this program. And, uh, I've always enjoyed the mix of. Good radio and like sports. Yeah, aficionado. He's about to I mean, rip you. I've done it for tell. 32 years. What have I gotten wrong? He's about to rip you. Well, this morning you blew it big time. Okay, guys. Take on Burrow. It seems like to be a makeup call for your <laughs> love of Philadelphia. Well, and I did have I an I... you're trying to be uh, a sports. Yeah. You know, aficionado. aficionado uh huh. A shock. So, uh, so you're upset yeah. that I kept Joe Burrow out of my top five quarterbacks under the age of 30, you yes? I'm on top seven. I'm sorry? I made him seventh. He's seventh. Yeah. And, and who's beat Mahomes more? All right. Nobody. Right. But that's uh, – so you, you're going you're gonna to ju- judge – you're going to judge the, the – in- hold on. You're going to judge the entire career based on – Three games against Patrick Mahomes? No, I, I'm not doing that. You're doing that. No, you're doing it by saying that Burrow should be higher on my list. Okay, so how, how do you defend putting him behind people that he beat? Because over, it's over not again. just about a singular game. For example, I had Lamar Jackson sixth. Is he uh, better than Lamar Jackson? Uh, by miles. By he miles, okay. Miles. I'm so glad oh, you better. called. So Joe Burrow's but miles better than a guy that won an NFL MVP right. when he was 25. Right. Now, you could argue Burrow belongs number two. If you want, make your own list. Watch this. And I, I think you'll back me up with Mike. line of questioning. You're starting a team. Okay? Yes. You get 
to pick a quarterback. Who's your number one? Patrick player? Mahomes is like, we're going Easy. current. Current right yeah. now, I have one year to win a championship, right? Yes. Who's your second pick? Second pick right now? If you don't Wait, hold say, on. Yeah. Yeah, like, I want to be sure you understand what my yeah. list was. Go ahead. I don't know if you saw it or not. My list is under 30. Okay. So you can't take Aaron Rodgers is my point. Under 30. Yeah. Right now, I'm starting a team. Go. You're a Jet fan. I'm a Jet fan. We're desperate for a quarterback. That's I've right. just been notified that yeah. the script calls for the Jets <laughs> yeah, yeah. to get an elite-level quarterback. Yeah. And you've got your choice of everybody yeah. but Mahomes. He's been protected. Okay, Mahomes is number one. Okay. Bang, done. So now I've got my choice of any quarterback under yeah. 30. I could pick Go anybody ahead. in the NFL. Yeah. Who are you picking? Jalen Hurts. No, you're not. No, you're not. You want to go three? No, you're not. But Justin no, Herbert. But you're not. See, that's the thing. You're not doing that. You want to go four? Josh Allen. You can keep talking. <laughs> you're being you full You want to go of, five? Trevor Lawrence. You're full of crap. You want to go six? You're full of crap. I'm Lamar sorry. Jackson. If you have a choice right now. Yeah. And you're the Jets, and I think that's a perfect example. Great example. Go. You can pick any quarterback in the league to quarterback this team next year, except for Patrick Mahomes. You are not, I repeat. You are not taking Jalen Hurts over Joe Burrow. You're not. Yeah, yeah. If you say it, yeah. we're all laughing at you. You're full of crap. Okay. So Was Joe Burrow an MVP candidate this year? Joe Burrow. Just asking. He, I'm just asking. I mean, the answer is no. He threw 35 touchdown passes and got to another AFC championship. Yes, he game. did. He's shown something that Jalen's going to have a chance to prove next year. Yeah. Sustained success. And now here's the other thing. He's played two years. Okay. The Eagles were behind a historically good offensive line. You were yeah. the first to talk about yes, it. Yes, they were. And also mentioned that Joe Burrow's playing behind crap this well, year. Well, the offensive line got a lot better last year. The last year. two years. Now, last year, their offensive, this past year, the offensive line was much better. If I ask 100 people. To the people, point where they lost three of their five guys, it, part of the reason they lost the game. If I ask a hundred people that are not Eagle fans or Bengal fans, independent football fans, Go, I like this. You could pick either Joe Burrow or Jalen Hurts. Yeah, and you could throw in Justin Herbert and Trevor Lawrence. Throw them all in. Throw all of them in. Joe Burrow's going to win that bleep in a no, landslide. I think uh, Justin yes, Herbert wins that. I don't think so. Herb- That'll be a little bit closer. If by I the put way. Herbert on Cincinnati, I have the same success on not Cincinnati. More. Like Joe Burrow's a part of the Cincinnati success. I know. If I flip flopped them. If I put Joe Burrow on the Chargers and I put uh, Herbert on the Bengals, making an assumption. Well, this what this is all about. But right? you're making no, no. I, like, I've we seen don't know Joe for Burrow. Sure what would happen? I've seen Joe Burrow win. I've yes. seen Joe Burrow get to a Super Bowl. Yes, I've seen that from Joe Burrow with the Bengals of all franchises. Yes. My point is this: Go when ahead. you frame a question that way, you get a very different result. Uh, theoretically, you could sure, but uh, the guy's argument against me was silly. Just silly. I don't remember his argument. I just know just my argument silly. works. His argument was that he would take Joe Burrow miles and miles better than Lamar no, Jackson, he, well, a former MVP in his yes. young twenties. If I put That's it out, no, you're wrong. Because talk if about I, injuries. Please. If I put that out there right now, yeah, and I ask, hey, Jet fans, yeah, racist. you have a choice of Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, and Lamar Jackson. Yes, any one of those four guys. Burrow's last. Burrow's going to win. No, he's not. Yeah, he is. That's you want me to do it? I'll do it right now. What you're, you can do like a poll. You got yeah, a poll? Do a poll. Do a poll. Can you do a poll? I'm gonna do a poll. Do a poll. You're gonna lose. Ah, uh, do a poll. I love polls. You guys agree that he's gonna lose? Herbert's got a better this? arm than Burrow. Lamar's uh, an MVP. Jalen Hurts is a near MVP. And who's the other guy? He's oh, and Burrow. Right. <laughs> this is fun. <laughs> I love it. I love it. How People should I phrase so it? I, I'm phrasing uh, it. If you could if, have any of these quarterbacks to be the Jets starter well, next year, you could year, have only one of these quarterbacks. If you do it that way, obviously. Well, I'm just saying, people may uh, get confused by how you word things. If you could have only one of these quarterbacks to be the Jets starter next year, who would it be? Okay. 
Yep. Joe Burrow. Why are you putting his name first? Okay, fine. I'll put who you want me to put first. Put it. Put his name in the middle. Okay, fine. Who's yeah, first? Go Justin. Lamar Jackson. Lamar. Yep. Go. Uh, go Justin Herbert two. Justin Herbert. Go Joe Burrow three. Okay. And go Jalen Hurts four. Is that fair? That's, that's four. Fine. Right? That's fine. All right, there we go. Either way, oh, you're gonna this win. Is, you only win if Burrow's the answer. If you could have only one of these quarterbacks yeah. to be the Jets starter next year, who would it be? Lamar Jackson, mm-hmm. Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts. Tweeted. Nice. Gonna, I think I'm going to win easily. easily. You, got, you guys agree with that? Well, that I'll win this thing easily. If you win easily, it's just another example of people not wanting me to ever win a poll. No, it's I, about Burrow's greatness. I would say Burrow gets over fifty percent of the vote. Wow, so, that's a that's a that's a big win. Burrow's played three years. He missed one entire year with an injury. Yeah, it's so sustainable. So what? What a sustainable. How many games has player. he missed since then? Uh, none. No, he's missed like two. I think couple, handful. Yeah. Some inconsequential amount of games. Inc- inconsequential. Yeah. Exactly. inconsequential. You're, you're also putting out the poll the day after Hertz was the best player on the field in the uh, Super Bowl. I'll still win. I'll still win. So, I don't know about that. You think Hertz is going to win because of that? By yeah, the way, it's I a mean, fair point just, that I could be hurt by that. People just, watch, people just watch Hertz ball in the Super Bowl, and Burrow lost to Mahomes last That's week. Fair. So, I don't think it'll be as right. blow away as you said. All right, we'll see. I think it's going to be a blowout. I think it is going to be well, Right now, Justin Herbert's winning. No, he's not. Uh, on my thing How is... How many votes does he have? Mine, too. He's winning. Yeah. <laughs> the, one, the one I'm checking in on. There you go. Justin Herbert. Anyway, Sonny uh, chimed in on Twitter. He's right. The Buffalo Bills were an AFC dynasty. You can't say they weren't. AFC yeah, but you're dynasty. phrasing yes. it now by... So the Atlanta Braves were an NL East dynasty. What the yeah. hell right. does that mean? That's correct. Who cares? How many division titles did they win? The New York Knicks in the 90s were an Atlantic division dynasty, you losers. Uh, I can't go with that. Wow. Uh, Joe Burrow is now jumped ahead to 80%. Oh. Yeah, but it's only 426 votes. It's over, dude. Yeah, it's not. This is going to be uglier than You guys know nothing about football. This is going to be uglier than I thought. This fascinates me. Dude, Jackson, Herbert, and Hurts combined are sitting at 20%. By the way, guy lost to the Pittsburgh Steelers week one last year. Uh, yeah, that's the guy I want quarterback of my squad. So we're all a bunch of idiots. Well, let's see how the poll goes. You got plenty of time to not be an idiot. Also, I pay attention to you. Didn't you rank Brock Purdy over Jalen Hurts like a week ago? I don't remember what you're talking about. <laughs> I may have had Daniel Jones ahead of him also, but that was an emotional thing. <laughs> what is this now? What, what did you bring me here from Duncan? <laughs> I forgot about what is this. Look at this. Look at this. What is Look it? This monstrosity of a drink. Large ice original macchiato. Okay. Okay. I don't macchiato. know what a macchiato is. It's a macchiato. Gonna, yeah, but I don't know what that is. Hey, it's delicious. It's coffee and milk. The coffee's sitting on top of the milk right now. That's yeah. yeah. I, why, don't, why is it mixed up? You got to shake it up. That's how they do. Do I shake it or they shake it? You got to shake it up. I got to shake it. You know what that shake means? We got to shake it up. Shake it up. I got to be the man. You're the man for Philadelphia. This is unbelievable. A thousand votes are in. Yeah. Joe Burrow has 79% of the vote. This is a bigger landslide than even I imagined. It's crazy talk. It's anti-Craig rhetoric is all it is. No, it's Joe Burrow's awesome rhetoric. By the way, Joe Burrow is a very good quarterback. Very good and quarterback. And he's better than those other three guys with all due respect He's to been to the big game once. He's 0 for 1. Okay. All right, let's see. So is Jalen Hurts. Lamar's never been there. Justin's never been there. Justin Herbert's never won a playoff game. Yeah, the biggest collapse, second biggest collapse of all time. Uh, hello. That's not him. That's on his defense. No, it's not on him. Fair. Can't put that on him. Nothing to do with it. Can't put on Justin Herbert. He didn't throw five picks yeah. in the second that half. That offense was automatic in the second half, right? They were just marching up and down the field. Up and down the field. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I'm not going to let this silly little poll dissuade me from recognizing you, your guy's hubris you're the in one. attacking the great Buffalo Bills franchise. Well, they're not a dynasty, Craig. 
I mean, they're a dynasty the way the Knicks are an Atlantic Division dynasty, the way that the Braves are an NL East dynasty, the way that the Yankees recently. Yeah, how many have consecutive NBA Finals did the Knicks go to? They didn't get to any consecutive NBA Correct. Finals. Correct. The Bills went to four. Okay. That's a dynasty. With the Atlanta Braves a dynasty. How many consecutive World Series? Oh, did let's they go, go to? this. Ninety-one, go 92. Mm-hmm. We can't include ninety-four because there was no year. Okay, they missed it in ninety-three, but lost in the LCS. Ninety-five, ninety-six. Dynasty. So they went to four out of five World Series. They're a dynasty. They only won one of them. They're a dynasty. No, they're not. Yes, they are. No, the nineteen ninety Atlanta Braves dynasty. Yeah, nope. you might as well call them the Carringtons. They're a dynasty. The Yankees are laughing at this one. They yeah. only beat their yeah. ass twice. Oh, the Yankees had a dynasty also. Well, the Yankees, of course, had a dynasty. 1920s, 1950s, the yeah, mid to late 90s. The Yankees had multiple yes. dynasties. Yes. And uh, look, I'll give the A's in the 70s were a dynasty. I'll give yep. them that. I'll totally give them that. I mean, I'm not giving it to them. They earned it. Yeah. But, yeah, there aren't a lot of dynasties. You like to throw it out as if it's candy. I like candy. The Giants won three championships in six years. Are they a dynasty? That's a g- great call. Yeah. 2010, 2012, 2014. Three championships yeah. in five years, right? Dynasty. Oh, stop. Yeah, that's a oh dynasty right there. Dynasty. And you know what? They're actually close to a dynasty. They They're a close. better argument than the Buffalo Bills. They are. Of course the way, they are. G- they won championships. <laughs> You're crazy. Of Do you happen to like this uh, shirt that my buddy uh, Chuck is selling? Of losing. It's a Philly thing. I love it. I kind of like that. Yeah. I'm going to buy one of them. You should buy one, too. 2,000 votes, and we have a comeback, so I want to be oh, fair. Oh, interesting. Jalen Hurts has broken 10%, but Joe Burrow leads with an ungodly 77% of the vote. It's a bunch of racists is what it oh, is. Oh, stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Joe Burrow. Stop. Joe Burrow is elite, man. He's the yeah. second-best quarterback in I, the NFL for my money. I remember, I remember when they called it uh, Burrowhead. And then Patty Mahomes said on one leg, yeah, borrowhead my ass. Oh, because Patrick Mahomes I'm going to live for nine yards out of bounds until one of your dummies hits me. And then we're going to make a field goal and go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what we're going to do. <laughs> Here's uh, Mike and Mayapack. Mike, what's up? Hey, I just wanted to weigh in a little bit. I've been listening for the past couple hours, and I uh, I heard you talking about what you thought were the best Super Bowls if this was on the Mount Rushmore Super Bowls. I would say that the Patriots-Eagles Super Bowl from a few years back, that one people forget about a lot. That deserves to be up there. It's well, right up there. listen, I, with all due respect, like the Mount Rushmore is pretty well established. But last night's yeah. game, it was a classic game. It held our attention all the way through, and unfortunately – the last two minutes became anticlimactic it, because of the call. It goes down, in my opinion, yeah. as a top 10 game, top 12 game, no doubt, but had a chance to become even more iconic if we didn't get that holding call. Now, it doesn't mean it wasn't the right call. It was, but we lost something as football fans on what could have been if Casey kicks the field goal, and now the Eagles have the football with a buck 45 to go in a three-point game, and we'll never know what would have happened. Yeah, that, would, that ending would have been a, a classic for the ages. Yeah. I agree with that, and I think it was a great game, but we did kind of get robbed with that call at the end there. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. You didn't get robbed. It was a good call. That's the thing that, yeah. that, that it's by. No, no, not Philly. I'm not a Philly fan at no, all. No, I know, I but, think- what, but I want to be clear about this. If your argument is, gosh, I wish they had let them play because I wanted to see yeah. a great ending, well, I think we all agree on that. I think that's what he's saying, though, because but we But you can't got- say it was a bad call. So – 
I'll phrase it this way, and maybe I'm altering the way he said it. We as football fans got robbed of what could have been an iconic end to this game. That I'll give you. Yes, sir. So that's what we miss. It was a great game, but it had a very anticlimactic end. Yeah, but it was the right call. Yes, and I guess that's my beef that people are suggesting. It's nonstop. It's embarrassing. Well, it also hurts your argument when the culprit, James Bradbury, has come out and said, look, it was hold. I wish I got away with it. But I didn't. And it's just a reminder that when James Bradbury walks through that door and returns as a New York Giant, he comes back as a hero. Almost like he was a mole. That's right. He helped that Eagles we, secondary. The Giants should sign him. They could use him. As soon as he gets released, and they got to release him. Yeah. He can't come back to Philadelphia after that. He's coming back. I think yeah. he only signed a one-year deal, if I'm not mistaken. I think he's a free agent. Well, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Did you... I find that the commercials in the Super Bowl have gotten worse, not gotten better over the time. Like, a lot of lack of a lot of creativity. Mm-hmm. Did you happen to like... The uh, the premature electrification <laughs> one, in which they're doing like an ED commercial. I miss that for one. like Viagra. It must have been when I was going but to it's, it's to buy. I think it was a Ram truck, if I'm not mistaken. Like they want you to buy uh, a new electric Ram truck, <laughs> and the way they have it set up, it's as if they're talking about erectile dysfunction. Right, but they're talking about you know. Not that? Yeah. <laughs> My favorite was the Binky Dad. I love the Binky Dad. It was the Binky Dad. It was a Kia commercial, and fa- I guess I can relate to this. Father, mother, kid. Yeah. Mother says, you forgot the Binky. And he's like, oh, my God, I forgot the binky. So he runs to go get the binky. Now everybody's hearing, oh, my God, he forgot the binky. And as he's in this car in his Kia driving to get that binky, the police know. The firefighters know. Everyone on the side of the road knows. The football game knows. And everybody's rooting on the binky dad. The binky dad. He's got to get the binky. He finally gets back to the house. Gets the pink binky. Comes back as a hero. Honey, here's the binky. And she looks at him and says, you know, she prefers the blue binky, not the pink one. Every dad's been through that before. That was a tremendous commercial. I must have been in the bathroom that one, Aaron. I didn't see that one. That's the issue, by the way. So yeah. I'm drinking. I'm having a good time. I have to use the restroom. Sure. I'm going to miss a commercial because I'm going to the restroom. Yeah, you got no choice. But the Binky Dad was my favorite. I like that I was knee-deep in uh, food. It was embarrassing. Oh, yeah. What'd you go, I, what'd you go for? I had, uh, so I burnt the pigs in blankets. My mistake, no one else's. Little man made uh, homemade dumplings. So we had that. We did a uh, stuffed pork. We did uh, sausage uh, stuffed mushrooms. We did pretzels. Mm-hmm. We did uh, sausage peppers and onions. We did a little penny pasta with sausage. We did, um, what else? You guys are like bubble with sausage instead of shrimp. Yeah, yeah. We did some shrimps, sure which did. is not my thing. <laughs> I don't like shrimp. Love shrimp. Uh, we did some steak. We did some potatoes. And we had plenty of booze. Look at you. So the diet oh, starts yeah. today? Oh, and uh, I had a, home, a couple homemade pizzas in the uni. Woo, woo. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot of eating. I didn't gain any weight. Yeah, Amazingly I'm sure enough. you didn't. I don't know how that's possible. Have you ever heard of this guy named Gordon Ramsay? Ever hear of this guy? Yeah, I'm a huge fan of his. He's got I a bunch him. of restaurants in Vegas. Come on, you know who Gordon Ramsay is? I hit is. all of them, man. Don't I, got, I, I put on some weight. This Beef Wellington? Dude, you were there good. for 36 hours. Yeah. How many Gordon Ramsay restaurants two. did you go to? Yeah, two. Yeah, that's multiple Gordon Ramsays. All right, so you got the uh, Beef Wellington. I got the Beef Wellington. Which is basically a steak and a puff pastry. It's really good, though. Yeah, if it's cooked well, yeah. And the truffles. I don't get why truffles are so damn expensive. Because they're, they're, uh, you can only uh, hunt for them Get it. Uh, certain times of the year. And I think there's and like an, hard to find. And an animal hunts it for a you. A dog or a pig. Yeah, I heard a pig. 
Yeah. But they're not. But, but here's uh, the problem. I was in Italy once, and we went truffle hunting. It's like you pay an absurd amount of money, and they take you into the woods, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like a little cocker spaniel. That's the truffle hunter. Right. Dude, we're in the woods for an hour and a half, not a single truffle. <laughs> All of a sudden, the guy who owns the dog goes, oh, real quick, look over there. I think I see a truffle. We, of course, all look. As soon as we turn around, he goes, the, he gets the dog to start barking. He dropped the truffle. <laughs> That's, the That's great. And he goes, look, a truffle. Anyway, go ahead. But truffles aren't good. I like truffle. They're, they're very blah. You don't I, like truffle not, oil? They're not bad. They're just, they, there wasn't anything white, special. White or black? It was black. The white ones are more pungent. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I mean, it was it was okay. It's just, is it worth it? What'd you have it on? On the Beef Wellington. Oh, no, uh, not the Beef Wellington. We had a... Oh, they did a little truffle on top of something? We had lobster mac and cheese as with an appetizer. With a little truffle. And they put the truffle on top. Nice. Boy, you're living it up. Dude, I went to town, man. The guy went to Vegas, didn't make a single wager, and ate like a king. Actually, I didn't make a wager, but my wife during the Nets game says... I'm gonna go pay some play some penny slots. So she comes back, she's like, Yeah, 160 bucks, walked away, we're done. <laughs> I was like, that's brilliant, honey. Nice thing. So yes, $160. 60 bucks. So you bought half a drink. So uh, that sounds pretty exactly, good. Exactly. That sounds good. Exactly. Here's uh Wayne in Suffolk. Wayne, what's going on? How are you? How's it going? Great, thank you. I, I was just uh, saying before. When um, you guys are talking about all the all, putting out that poll and stuff, what happened to Josh Allen? All of a sudden, he's trash and, and nah, nobody wants him no more. Josh Allen, he's on my he's on my list. He made it. Nah, he was on your list, but yeah. Evan, every time he kept, kept mentioning his name, never. You tell me you're starting the Jets. He, he's not one of your. Yeah, top. you're right. You're I, right. He's the I think best quarterback in the league. I think I, in my opinion. I think a part, and I know this makes no sense, but I want to be honest because you bring up a great point. I think a part of why I left him out is because I was doing the whole starting on the Jets next year, and I I found it very difficult to imagine a Bill starting for the Jets. But in this whole fictitious argument, you're right. He should be up there, and I think he would have finished second. By the way, like I think if I put him up there instead of Herbert or Lamar who each got 7% and 8% respectively, which is pathetic. I think Allen would have put up more of a fight. I think he's right. But the point is, Joe Burrow is far better People than everybody. People are in love with Joe Burrow for two seasons. It's fascinating Craig, to me. 3,200 votes. Pretty good sample size. Okay. 76% Joe Burrow. Yeah. 9% Jalen Hurts, who just was awesome in the Super Bowl. 8% Herbert. 7% Jackson. Like, yeah. that is a It's a beatdown. Beat did you make a big deal out of Nick Sirianni during the uh, challenge Waving to the Chiefs defense to come back down the field. Yeah, he's an ass. And Jalen Hurts, you know, tell the coach, put your arm down. Yeah, because Jalen knows he's an ass. Classy get moved by Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Right? Well, Jalen's classy. He is isn't. a classy dude, Jalen Hurts. I don't feel bad for him because he's the Eagle quarterback, but I like him a lot. He also his seems comments, like a really, really good dude. His comments after the game, if I was a diehard fan, I wouldn't love, but I think not being a diehard fan of the Eagles, I can step back and say, all right, very mature. He basically talked, it's all a learning lesson. He goes, you either win or you learn. Right, that was the line. And it's a very mature thing to do. And I thought he showed great poise in this game because, like I mentioned, when he turns the ball over in a self-inflicted, brutal play that changes the complexion of this game, he comes back and marches down the field and scores a touchdown. That's what he does. That's his response. And I thought in a lot of ways that was – I know it didn't turn out this way because the Eagles lost – but I thought that was one of the most important sequences of the game, that Huge. he was able to respond from what was a really horrible moment, a Look, self-inflicted mistake after, that changed the game. After the Chiefs took that uh, lead, not the last lead, the one before it, eight plays, 75 yards, he brought him right back down, scored and got the two-point conversion. Got the octopus. On the octopus. Yeah. Right. 
the dude's a baller. At some point, he'll be appreciated outside of Philadelphia. And he had a great Super Bowl. He really did. I think he's appreciated. I think our discussion right now is more about how good Joe Burrow is. Not a knock on Hurts or not a knock on Herbert or not a knock on anybody. It's just when you're evaluating the best of the best, I think we all now universally agree Mahomes is in a league of his own. That's really, no one's going to debate that unless you're just being a clown, right? We all we all feel that way. And I do think that Burrow's done enough in a short sample size where he's emerged as the clear number two guy. I think he has. Yeah. That's not a knock on everybody else. Boy, people have a thing for this Joe Burrow. It's fascinating. Because he's great, dude. It, but people are acting like he's never missed a game. He missed an entire season, man. So? You're going to hold that against he really him? He tore, he tore his ACL, dude. By the way, did you feel bad for Jalen Hurts that they tried to get him to throw the ball 60 yards yes. and knowing he couldn't? Yes. That doesn't make any sense. That was right? Sirianni's biggest mistake. Can you at least draw up some kind Bro, of craziness that gave him a shot? to throw the ball to the end zone if you had to. No, I don't think anybody's throwing the ball in the end zone. you got to try the crazy laterals and just hope that you get a miracle. That's that's The miracle lateral is a better play than throwing the ball 30 yards short of the end zone. Because there's no miracle with the 30-yard bomb short of the end zone that leads to a touchdown. There's, there's no there's no example. So how about this? I'm looking at this crazy uh, website. I'm gonna, I'll retweet it here, okay? That during the Super Bowl, they uh, they when you go to wager online, uh, they use this thing called geolocation. Right. You have to be within the confines of a state to use the app, you know, based on you know states that have legalized it, right? So the state of New York, where obviously mobile wagering is legal, I'm looking at this amazing map. If you had to take a guess, and this I want to be clear about this, this is during the Super Bowl, so a lot of in-game wagering, right? Mm-hmm. How many geolocation pops happened in the state of New York only during the Super Bowl for I'm people looking to be cleared to go ahead and wager abs- and use the app? Absurd number. You want to take a guess? So can I ask you this? If you do it multiple times, do you count multiple times? Guy, I don't know the answer to that. I would say no. Okay. Because once you're logged in and you've uh, hit the hit the button, you get logged out and, a lot though. Usually okay, with these right. apps, so I, I don't know how that works. But for the sake of the argument, let's just say you do it once. Yeah. I don't know that to be factual. But go ahead. I mean, ten million. That's a good guess, actually. Thirteen point nine million geolocation that pops. Wow. And how uh, many? And pe- then. I'm going to retweet this so you can see it. The ones in red are when people failed. So they try to log in or prove that they were somebody or in, a, in the state, and uh, they and weren't allowed to get Now, just for perspective on this, the Go amount ahead. of people that live in the state of New York is a little short of 20 million people. So more than point- half of New York residents of age. <laughs> uh, no, it's got to count multiple times. There's no way. Why? Because that's physically impossible when it's you factor in all the kids that aren't eligible. It's the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's but true. That's true. Of the 20 million people, how many are of age? Got to be a half. Okay, so now we've already passed that number. Right. Yeah, yeah, so you're probably right. Yeah, so I think it's signing in multiple times. And I think, because I live bet, that's that's what I like to do. I probably have to sign in, like at tonight's Knicks-Nets game, I'm going to live bet probably. I think I have to log in five or six times yeah, over easy. the course of it. Almost every time you close the app, yeah. they ask you to re-log oh, they, in. Oh, For I security got purposes. I, I got yeah. you. Yeah, you can't just leave it open the whole game? No. 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 They'd probably kick you off anyway, right? I think it's actually and, really smart. And I, yeah, they and tell I, you you've been on for a while. You should probably log off. You get like a little th- I, I also yeah. think every bet you make, they make sure where you are. So if you place like five or six bets... Even if it's in the same span of being logged in, protect against fraud. Every five, every time you make a bet, it's going to check to see if you're in New York. 
Based uh, on I, the number, it has to be that because there's no way 13 million different you, I, people I retweet it. You can take a look at it if, if you follow me on uh, Twitter. It's yeah, really, I follow it's really you fascinating thing, actually. Yeah, I follow you. Know? you. Sometimes Thank you to uh, Jim uh, uh, Flying Tarpon and uh, Bill Spiros. They're the guys that put it out, so I'm uh, retweeting their work. Wow. So uh, good job by those wow, guys. Wow, it's all over Long Island. My God. It is? I love seeing the arrows Where's of people. Where's Long Island? It's the fish. The fish? Yeah, there's a little fish at the bottom of New York State. Oh, I love right. seeing the arrows of people trying to log in in New York. Yeah, that's the best part, right? <laughs> I tried uh, to do that in uh, Nevada, uh, by uh, the way. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Red, 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 red. Um, that's interesting. Here's uh, Kevin of Massapequa. Kevin, what's up, buddy? What's up, guys? First time caller. Thank you. Welcome. Uh, I wanted to weigh in on uh, the Joe Barrow discussion, and I couldn't agree more with uh, Craig's rankings. Thank you. Um, okay. You have, a, you have a reason, you or are you just, just going to say it? You just yeah, take your so time. We're Evan, <laughs> Evan uh, what has Joe Burrow accomplished in the playoffs? Got to a Super Bowl? Did he, did he, Beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Beat the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC Championship game on the road after trailing early. <laughs> what are the other guys so accomplished, by the got, way, based on your logic? So all, all my friends love Joe Burrow. I think I'm the only one who despises him. He's won. You know, when he went to the Super Bowl last year, he played four games, threw five touchdowns, uh, and two two interceptions. I just want to use your yeah, argument. No, I want to use your argument. What has Lamar Jackson no, done? I'm not saying Lamar Jackson. No, no, but that's what we were debating. Five. That's what we were debating. We were debating guys like Lamar Jackson and Justin Herbert, who Craig put in his rankings. So if you're agreeing with his rankings, then unfortunately for you, you've got to defend the stupidity no, of rankings, Lamar so, Jackson is in top five. He put him ahead of Joe Burrow. Yeah, I, I, I have no interest in uh, having uh, a million people because call you, in arguing this with me. But No, no, he's arguing with me, but he can't. That's no, the problem, no, because can't. he brought up a point. And now I use it against your guys, and he's got nothing. So go ahead. What is Justin I Herbert I already hung up on him. I'm of sorry. Of course you did, because someone called up, no, and he, he didn't even have a life raft to save yeah. his stupid point. So yeah. you figured, let me get rid of him. Let me clear out the evidence of my stupidity. No, no, I'm not clearing out any evidence of my <laughs> stupidity. My stupidity is out there for everybody to see. And if you uh, if you don't like it, too bad. The only guy the way on... The way you people react to a stupid list no, no, we're makes me want to do more lists. But I'm also responding to his point in knocking Joe Burrow. He said, and his quote was, what has he ever accomplished? Well, what other quarterback in the NFL has accomplished what he's accomplished this side of Mahomes? Tell me the list, because all I heard for the last two weeks is that Jalen Hurts has done nothing in getting to the Super Bowl. He beat a backup quarterback, a third, fourth-string quarterback, and a guy with a, basically a torn elbow and Daniel Jones. He's done nothing. That was your point. Now, yeah. I got a guy saying, well, Burrow's done nothing. Meanwhile, he beat Mahomes in the AFC Championship game on the road. So if you want to make points and then you're forced to back it up, good luck. Good luck. Good Go luck. ahead. Good luck. You got nothing. Jan, Jan Hurts is, is, has achieved as much in two years as Joe Burrow has. You made a point, Craig. Yeah, what was my point? They've not faced a legitimate they quarterback didn't play all anybody. year. Well, when Joe Burrow faced Patrick Mahomes, yes. what happened? They won by three. Okay. I mean, that's they essentially win? like a tie. Stop it. I mean, that's not, the problem when you say crazy things. It's eventually not crazy. the roosters come home to roost. No, the, the roosters chickens, don't come home to roost. The, you dummy. The chickens come the home. The cows to roost. come home to roost. The cows? Yes. 
Why are the cows roosting? Because they're friends with the chickens. Huh. They protect the chickens from the roosters. I thought the ducks come home to roost. The ducks don't do anything, but, uh, yo, I can't say what You know do. who doesn't come home to roost? Yes. The eagles. That's right. By the way, the, the shirt is uh, now officially for sale, and it says Philly. What does it say again? Oh, losing. It's a Philly thing. <laughs> yeah. Limited edition. <laughs> uh, oh, it's great trolling those people. <laughs> That's where we agree. I love that. Yeah, uh, because they can't help themselves. They can't help but push the button and react to the trolling, knowing they're being trolled. Yes, and I love the fact that Joe Shane completed his first year as general manager of the New York Giants by putting an exclamation point on the Super Bowl. Hey, Kansas City, you want Kadarius Tony? Here you go. Touchdown, punt return, help the Eagles lose. James Bradbury, we ain't going to pay you. Let's cut you. Oh, yeah. Philly's going to sign him? Okay, he'll commit the defensive hold that ends it. That's Joe right. Shane is the reason. That the Kansas City Chiefs won the Super Bowl and the Eagles didn't, you're welcome. That's exactly right. And what's amazing to me is how Philadelphia had convinced itself that this was their Super Bowl. It was a lock. You know, they're such a good team. They blew out the Niners without a quarterback. They blew out the Giants, who are, you know, uh, basically playing on borrowed time. That it was a guarantee. Oh, we can take care of Mahomes. He ain't nothing. And while they had, listen, it was a great game, right? You lost. And I recognize how what a tough spot that is for Philadelphia to be in. They took to the streets yesterday anyway and started climbing grease poles because there ain't nothing else to do. I also think there's a lot of people who just want to be filmed. Yeah, I've I noticed that over the, to be a star. Like, there's a guy, and it's clearly been proven that it was just a joke, who's breaking his TV. Well, he's a YouTube guy. Right. He's which got is, 8 million followers. Which is fine. And yeah. it's a bit, and it was his very funny. His name was Funny Mike. It was very funny. Yeah. I handed it to him. It's a guy, basically, you know, like when the team loses, a guy trashes his TV. This guy's got a huge YouTube following, and he did that. It was a total uh, joke. But I think those that were climbing the telephone poles, those are not the real Eagle fans. Those are the people that just want to be seen. They want to be seen on the local news. Yeah, I think the diehard Eagle fan, and I do respect them deep down. Yeah. I think when that game is over, they're upset, and they're in their home. Yeah. I don't think they're running outside to flip over a car or try to get naked and slide up or down a telephone pole. That ain't the real diehard Eagle fan. You know what a real fan. Eagle fan does? A real Eagle fan... Tells a cowboy fan sitting in my living room, F you. When a <laughs> cowboy fan started singing Cry Eagles Cry. Oh, yeah. And had a lot of very clever words. Then that Eagle fan went up to this cowboy fan and held three fingers up the index finger, the middle finger, and the ring finger and said, Read between the lines. What did the cowboy fan say in response? He called her a loser. Oh, so, so it, it escalated. Something along those lines. <laughs> and then laughed it off because it was the right thing to do. You yeah. are a lazy sack. I'm, I don't know why you how you went there to Mr. Uh, Governor Chris Christie on that. But, I think you just assumed that Christie's uh, a cowboy fan. Uh, he happens to be a cowboy fan. Doesn't mean he was in my you living suck. room. All right, then he could play a drop of Keith McPherson. He's a cowboy fan, too. I don't know if Keith was in my living room. Oh, but he's a cowboy fan. He happens to be a cowboy fan. That's exactly right. You're so, such an incredible idiot. That's what happens with some Eagle fans. Yes. Yeah, but you also... and I The wine was pouring liberally, my friends. <laughs> but I respect you for this. You're like a scientist. You said, you know what I'm going to do for a Super Bowl party? 
I'm going to take a Cowboy fan yeah. and an Eagle fan, and I'm going to put them in the same room. What the hell did you think was going to happen? I didn't, I didn't know that was going to happen. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It was, <laughs> uh, it was very, it was, a, it was an interesting, uh, uh, that's interesting. I could have given you the spoiler alert on that one. Yeah, you could have. You could have predicted that. Cowboy fans and Giant fans have a bond. They celebrated the demise of the Philadelphia Eagles, but I'm afraid I've got some bad news. Yes. They're not going away. Who? The Eagles. They're well, not. Well, next year's going to be a much harder schedule. I, I, by okay. default. I it get is. it. Now, you can make the argument Jalen Hurts should be better because it's another year of football. But they are not going to have the cakewalk they had this I year. I understand that their schedule was maybe not the hardest, but the Eagles are in a supremely talented team. And while they're getting older, certainly on their offensive line, they're not getting older at quarterback. They're not getting older with a fearsome one-two punch-out receiver. They're not getting older at head coach. They are going to need new coordinators. The Eagles, they may not go back to the Super Bowl next year. I'm certainly not predicting that. But they're not leaving your presence um, in the NFC East. If I may. Yeah. Real, I know we got to take a break real quick. The Eagles next year, obviously we don't have the dates yet. Obviously you got the division games, Washington, your Giants, and Dallas, right? Mm -hmm. They play at home San Francisco 49ers. Yeah. Assumably with a quarterback. They play the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. They play the Miami Dolphins. Ooh. They play the Minnesota Vikings. Ooh. They played the Vikings this year. They crushed them. Yes, by the they way, did. I'm home, just giving. So. I'm just telling you what it is. Right. Away from home, they're at the Rams. The New York Jets. They're at the Patriots. They're at the Jets. They're at the Seahawks. I'll give you the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as a watch. It's really not intimidating. And I'll right? give you one more. Yeah. Arrowhead Stadium. Yeah, the Chiefs and Bills jump out at you. The rest of it, come on. The Jets with Aaron Rodgers is not going to be able to beat uh, the Do you know Eagles? what the Jets' all-time record is against the Eagles? Over. Yeah, over. I think it's yes. only 13. We have never beaten them. Guess what? A young, handsome lad named Aaron Rodgers comes out of the wilderness with, like, charcoal all over his body, and he announces to the world, I have seen the light in the darkness, and that light has pointed me. To floor and park. So you've come, to the, you've come around? You think it's going to happen? No, there's no shot of it. Oh. But it's a nice to dream anyway. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.